Jeff, how you doing, man? What's up, guys? What's, how are you? What's good? What's good? We got to get into this game because I don't know what to make of it. Kansas State, five and a half point dogs at Iowa State. I know Iowa State is undefeated at home. I think ten and zero uh, without their starting point guard. I believe. What is what's what to make of this line? It's a high number, but if you look at Iowa State at Hilton Coliseum, they're ten and zero this year. Yep. Um, they're they're nearly unbeatable at home. It's a huge home court advantage. But I will say this is like they're not a high scoring team. This is probably going to be a close game. So to me, I would take the points there if if I'm looking at it. Just because again, I could see this game being a you know sixty two. 59 uh, final score. So it, it's it, that's a pretty big number. Jeff, any concerns with Kansas right now? They're still 16-4, and four, number nine in the country, but they've lost three straight games, lose another one last night to Baylor by six on the road. Any concerns there? Yeah, and I just saw them last week at Kansas State. They just don't have scores. They got one dude in Jalen Wilson, and then uh, freshman Grady Dick. When he's on, they're fine. But if he's not, they don't have that third dude, right? Their point guard, Dewan Harris, can't score at all, really. Kevin McCullers a nice piece. And then K.J. Adams down low. Yeah, he might give you 12 or 15, but he can also give you four. So what Bill Self has done, and they have no bench, no bench. So Bill Self, obviously one of the best coaches in America. I'm not going to rule them out from having a chance. Uh, but this team just has too many flaws, and they're too dependent on Jalen Wilson having to go for 25 or 30 for them to win. We look at Purdue. They are now still, or they return to number one in the AP poll, Bama number two. Do you think either two of these teams are the best two teams in the country, or is that just kind of currently where we're at based on just their yeah. resume? Yeah, Trista, there's no best team. I, I think, again, when you're going to look at it, at the end of the day, we've seen some teams lose. You know, Houston just loses at home to Temple. They could be the favorite going in. They're as good as any team out there. But I just think, again, they're in the AAC where, honestly, it's kind of a mid-major league this year, and they may be going through the motions a little bit, where Purdue has to play somebody every night. Alabama is playing people. Their, their upside is the highest, Alabama, mm. because they've got a couple freshmen that are phenomenal. We know about Brandon Miller. Uh, He's the best freshman in the country. He'll be a top five pick. He, I mean, honestly, could go as high as number three uh, behind Victor and Scoot. Uh, but they also have Noah Clowney, and, and he's been awesome. And he could be a first-round pick. And they've got multiple point guards. you got great chemistry with that team. They play up and down. They put up numbers. But you worry about them in the NCAA tournament because they love to jack threes. And you know what? If they're not having a night, they yeah. could absolutely go home. The, the disparity this year, again, from from one to twenty, maybe even one to forty, is 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 minimal as I've ever seen it because there is not that dominant team. Purdue and Alabama, very good, but again, I think you're going to see some more movement in the next, you know, four weeks where those two teams go through their their lulls. Yeah, and I was talking to PJ because PJ went to Alabama, our producer, and I said, listen, I like Alabama, but if a team can get into Brandon Miller and make the game very physical for him, seems like he can kind of get into his own head and you can take him out of the game, and that's kind of, especially if Clowney's not having it that night, maybe go night-night sleep mask. What do you think, you know, you said he could be a top three pick. 
Do you buy those Paul George comparisons? He Britain? liked them. I sat down with him for a while, and that, he said, I like Indiana PG. That's, that's the comparison that he likes the best. Uh, I think he's got a little Jason Tatum in his game, and he's a better shooter at the same stage. I, I, you know, I remember seeing Jason Tatum at Duke. He, he didn't really guard much, and he didn't make shots from deep, didn't shoot it well. So, you know, this is a kid that I like. Here's the thing. Against Arkansas in the first half, he didn't attempt a shot. Mm-hmm. And most people would look at that and say, man, that how can you draft a kid? He doesn't even take a shot in the first half. To me, actually, I was more impressed that he didn't go shot hunting, that he wasn't a guy saying like, all right, everybody's watching. I, I got to force it. He, he's not that type. And in the second half, he had 14. They end up winning the game. So actually, I've been more impressed with his maturity and his team Outlook, like even when they lost in Portland uh, to UConn, coming off the court, you didn't see him hanging his head. Like like that. those are the things. Even if they win and he has a bad game, he won't be hanging his head. He'll still be smiling. He's just shown me a, a different level of maturity. I think he's going to be a really, really good NBA player. Jeff, do you think there's uh, any value betting any team in the Pac-12 other than U- uh, other than UCLA? They're eight and one, but I mean that was a big win for Arizona this weekend. I know they have three conference losses, but nobody's talking about Utah. They're seven and three in conference play, and they're twenty-two to one right now to win the Pac-12. I love McCronin and UCLA, yeah. but like minus three fifty is a crazy price right now. I think. Yeah, that's pissing away money to me going with Utah. I, I would I would say to me again. I picked UCLA to win the whole thing this year in the preseason. I don't feel great, great about it, but I feel as good about UCLA as just about any team. I went to Arizona. They, I mean, they just dug themselves a hole, right? I mean, you're losing to Washington State. You're losing to Utah. Those are games you can't lose if you're going to win the Pac-12 and beat UCLA. I I just worry a little bit about the Bruins' depth. They need to get Amari Bailey back. But I talked to a coach the other day, and he said, like, these dudes just play – exactly the way they should. They know their roles, whether it's Tiger Campbell, obviously Jaime Hawkins has been awesome, and they're just veterans. But even the other guys, Adam Bona uh, up front, a freshman, knows his role, doesn't try to do too much. And and that's something I would just put most of my money. And I don't know if I put my house on it, but I, I like UCLA to win the Pac-12 a lot. Really quick, what are your thoughts on Marquette this season? You think they could win a couple games in the tournament? I'm a big Shaka fan. I, I loved a couple years ago. I loved the Woj hire. You just couldn't do anything in the NCAA tournament. But uh, what do you think about them this year? They're fun. Number 16 in the country right now. And they can score. Yeah. It's like the opposite of what you expect for a Shaka team. He fits Marquette. He's got maybe as good of a pure point guard as there is in the country in Tyler Kolick. And Tyler has some shooters around him. He has some scores. Cam Jones has gotten better. So, yeah, I, I like Marquette. The team I love in the Big East is, is Xavier. I just think they got two dudes yeah. at the guard position that can put it on the floor. They can make plays for for themselves, for their teammates. Uh, they're older. Sule Boom has been mm-hmm. probably the best transfer in the country, not named Keontae Johnson. Yeah, he's been really good. He was really poised in Portland when we saw him. And that was when Xavier really kind of popped on my radar. Feels like a team that even if they're down in the first half, you know that they're going to be very scrappy uh, coming out of halftime, right? Yeah, and they got two bigs, right? Fremantle, Sean Miller's done a great job kind of, I don't want to say reprogramming Zach Fremantle, but but he kind of has. I mean, he lit up, lit into him, suspended him early, and he's got him playing his best basketball. And this is a group that, you know, they went 0 for 4 
a lot of these guys not getting the tournament in four straight years under Travis Steele. Sean Miller's an elite level coach. We know that. And now I think Sean has has matured being out for the year last year. I think he's given a little more freedom. He liked to kind of overcoach a little bit before. I think he's given these guys some freedom. But again, to me, it's all about Sule Boom and Kobe Jones. That was what I was going to ask you. I look at the psychology of of basketball, especially for college athletes, and you look at just how coaches, you know, like how their bedside manner is, right? You look at Hurley and you think to yourself, maybe UConn ends up tuning these guys, you know, tuning him out late in the season. When you're looking at how good a team can be and how far they can go into the tournament, like how, what do you look at in terms of coaching and making that decision? Yeah, I mean, obviously to me, I start in the tournament. If I'm picking teams to win the whole thing, I'm looking at coaches and point guards. Those are the two things to me that that really – you're not winning at all without really good point guard play. It's it's proven. And honestly, you need multiple point guards for the last 10 or 15 years to be able to win six straight games. But, yeah, I mean, I, I asked Scott Drew about this last night. I said, did you ever worry that your, your positivity – because that's all Scott Drew's about, right? Positivity – wouldn't work. And he said, well, look at some of the guys lately that have won it. Tony Bennett won it all. He's he's super positive. Brad Stevens in college went to two, probably as impressive of, of a college basketball feat as we've ever seen. Butler going to two straight title games. Brad Stevens, not a guy who jumps people. Uh, Hubert Davis right now doesn't even swear. Uh, and, and he went to a championship game. I think, again, the Bill Selfs and the Tom Izzo's can still be old school, but most of these guys now have figured out, first of all, you're going to be fired if you yeah. do some of the things that you did 20 years ago. You better adapt. And a lot of times, too, if if you're not positive with these kids and don't have a really good relationship, they're going to the transfer portal right away. Who's your favorite player to watch just for entertainment purposes? I'm looking at the Wooden Award winner odds right now, and Zach Eady's minus 400. Horrible to watch. Jalen Willison plus 800. But who's your favorite player just to watch? Yeah, I'm not the biggest Eady fan, and I bet against Purdue way too much, too. I mean, again, most people don't love watching Zach Eady or a lot yeah. of these plotting bigs, right? Yeah. Like, there's a lot of them out there right now. The hundred, There's a reason, because they weren't going to be drafted high. So ultimately, you know, you've got these guys back because they're making NIL money. Right, Armando Baycott, Dickinson, Zach Eady, although Zach Eady not allowed to make a, a lot of NIL money because he is Canadian. Mm. And they can't promote, they can't actively promote um their their whatever their, you know, whatever it is, apparel or anything. They can't actively do it. So they can't do videos and put them out. They can't retweet or tweet stuff out there. Uh Edie's still making some money, but it's gotta be. I think earned in Canada or again, can't actively promote it. Uh, who is my favorite player out there? Huh? I, you know, I'm trying to think of like who I, I mean, Brandon Miller's fun guys. Cause he is kind of the, the prototypical, what you want to see in the NBA these days, right? That, that six, eight, six, nine forward. It's too bad. We haven't seen Nick Smith. Cause I think he would have been that guy for Arkansas. He's only played three and a half games. I don't know if he's going to come back. He's working out rehabbing in, in L.A., represented by Rich Paul. So I have my concerns that he's ever going to be back in the court. But a source told me if he gets to 100%, he wants to come back. The question is, again, is Rich Paul and are his parents going to let him come back yeah. and potentially hurt his his draft stock? Because he'll be a, you know, he'll be a top seven or eight pick. 
maybe even go as high as number, you know, three or four. Yeah, it feels like kind of a shade and sharp scenario, you know what I mean? Uh, I'm curious, Jeff, all of this noise about Brawny and the uh, anonymous poll that was taken from the college coaches, uh, D1 college coaches, and none of them said that he would make the starting team. Uh, is that legit? Is that something that still has some time to go? And with the fact that he is LeBron's kid and all of the draft hype around him, like, what's your take on this? Here's what I'll say. I've seen Bronny play a a bunch of times, and I saw him this past summer at the PTM, which is the best event, period. It's got 90% of the best players out there. Um, Bronny can play on any team in the country. He can play at Duke. He can play at Carolina. He can play anywhere. Is he going to be a star? No. His IQ is ridiculous. He's gotten so much better. Like a year and a half ago, I was like, all right, he's like a top 75, 100 player. I don't know. Man, he has progressed. He's athletic. He's smart. He can play the point. He's not a like he's again, he's not he's not six eight like LeBron was. So he's not overpowering. The McDonald's uh game came out today and he was he was on that team, and a lot of people are gonna criticize it. And I tweeted out there, I said, listen, I think he earned it. I'm not saying he's a lock for the McDonald's All-American team, but I also think he deserved he deserved somewhere in that 20. To, to 30 or 35 range. So putting him on was not ridiculous, was not something done just because he was LeBron's kid. But yes, did he get the benefit of the doubt because he's LeBron's kid? Of course he did. Jeff, thanks so much for joining us, thanks, man. man. Yeah, we'll have to talk again soon. Thanks a lot. You got it, guys. Thanks for having me. That's Jeff Goodman with Stadium. He was on the GetMyPhoenix.com guest line, the Phoenix revolutionary technology, helping men all across America get back to their best in the bedroom. Visit by the Phoenix. Com a lot of people think more. Bronny James is Josh Hart. That's what they think his comp, comp is, which isn't horrible. Four-year player. No. No, I mean. NBA player. Good Not college player. Good college. If he's an NBA he's player. He's not going to make it four years, though, because LeBron will be like 47 by the time he gets out Oh, yeah, of he's going to be one and done because he's yeah. got to get there. Got to get, get to school. the association yeah, with Bronny. Yep, no doubt. Got to get to Cleveland, play with Donovan Mitchell.